This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Over the weekend, the fake pollsters began backtracking on their claims that Joe Biden was up by double digits. Donald Trump held five rallies yesterday with tens of thousands turning out at the last one beginning after midnight in Miami. And the cell phone numbers of the entire Obama-Biden cabinet were found on Hunter's laptop and provided by Joe Biden's secretary. With these stories and more from an American nationalist perspective, I'm Jim Dawes, and this is Right Now. Thank you for tuning in to Right Now. This conversation never ends. You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at Right Now Jim Dawes. You can shoot me an email at rightnowjimdaws at gmail.com or you can call or text the vent line at 772-245-0750. (laughs) Well, you know, uh, the pollsters have been beating this drum for a year now saying that Donald Trump was in big trouble, big trouble. The Democrats were, were polling way ahead of them. And when Biden got the nomination, they were telling us that Joe Biden was going to wipe the floor with Donald Trump, that he was up by double digits in all major uh, demographics, that it that this uh, this was all over but the crying. And I was saying all along that these were not polls in the, uh, in the real sense of the word, that these were media organization, these, uh, these fake news outfits that have been thoroughly shamed and discredited and exposed by Donald Trump that these polls weren't real and that you should pay no attention to them and that uh, these polls would tighten up right before the election as the pollsters scrambled to uh, to get the numbers um, close enough to where they could say well you know events overtook it and and we didn't see that coming but really the reason they do that is to try to save some sort of credibility. The same thing happened in 2016. It was, you know, it wasn't any great revelation that that's what was going to happen again, but it is fun to watch. It's fun to watch Nate silver and, uh, and his, his doppelganger, Nate Cohen, uh, you know, have to come out and start to equivocate and and you know set up the ground for them being all of their polls being disproven nate cohen's the new york times guy that uh, runs their polling operation that uh you know just i guess about a week and a half ago they were showing that that donald trump had no chance no chance in this election now he's uh he's saying that well if if trump wins pennsylvania which is obvious he is going to he's going to win by a bigger margin than he did in 2016 then joe biden becomes the underdog (laughs) interesting they're backtracking as hard as they can they're um 
they're starting already to switch into justifying Biden's loss by saying that it'll be voter suppression. Donald Trump supporters are are intimidating and uh, the the poor Joe Biden voters. Smirkanish, um, he used to be a talk show host in Atlanta, really smart guy. He's over at CNN. He, I think he's just got a show on the weekend. He, he brings a little bit of sanity to that, uh, that woebegotten network. And he had, uh, Robert Kahali, C-A-H-A-L-Y, Kahali on. And this guy is from the Trafalgar group. He is not. The Trafalgar Group is not aligned with any media outlets, and uh, and has been saying all along that uh, that Donald Trump was uh, you know doing quite well in the polls, considering that you've got ninety five percent of the media narrative going against him, and they've been engineered this uh, this Wuhan virus lockdown to try to ensure that his economy is taken away from him and he doesn't have that to run on. But the Trafalgar group is one of the very few groups that called it correctly in 2016. And Smirconish had him on the show. And, um, he, you know, having uh, Kahali on uh, CNN is sort of a stunning in and of itself. But Smirkanish, you know, tries tries as best he can to play it down the middle while not getting fired from CNN. This is a little bit what that exchange sounded like. Pennsylvania, I'll put this on the screen. Let me show you where the CNN poll of polls is and where you are. You show it at 48.4 to 47.6, essentially a tie. CNN says it's a seven-point race. Let me move on to Wisconsin next. Wisconsin, a huge outlier, 47.1 to 47.5. You've got Wisconsin by nine for, for uh, uh, pardon me, CNN has Wisconsin by nine for Joe Biden. Wherein lies that disconnect? A nine-point race or a dead heat? I like my record versus CNN polls in the last two cycles. I'll stand by that. Yeah, I mean, when you're talking to the one guy that got it right and you're throwing CNN polls at him that are notoriously biased and not really polls, you would you couldn't really call these polls. These are these are psychological operations uh designed to try to discourage Trump voters and and uh embolden Biden voters, you know, telling them what they want to hear, trying to protect their fragile egos. Tim Murtaugh was uh, on Fox. Fox is it's got probably the worst polls of any uh, when it comes to getting it correct. They heavily weight Democrats and heavily underweight Republicans. You've got old uh, Paul Ryan on the board over there at Fox, and you know he's trying to to uh, or or the board, uh, the the people in charge. At Fox are trying to hold on to their audience. You know, about half the audience uh, on cable news is conservative, and that's their business model. But at the same time, they want Donald Trump to lose, and they want Republicans to to be as squishy as possible. And so they put out these uh, these ridiculous polls, and Murtaugh called them out on it. 
Well, Harris, good to see you again. And, and uh, I like you, Harris, but uh, no offense. Uh, your, the Fox News poll is always one of the worst, and it's notoriously bad. Your main pollster is always working for failed Democrat candidates and was, in fact, Tom Steyer's pollster. And you got one college professor in there, so you can call it bipartisan. But it's a Democrat polling firm, and it's a big one. And so we, we d have always discounted Fox News' uh, polls. What you see in a lot of the state polls from different organizations are a definite narrowing of the race and the president actually taking leads uh, in a lot of the key states, Florida, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona, polls in recent days showing the president pulling ahead in those states. And that's what we've always seen in ours. But we're at the point now in the race where polls are not what we look at. We're looking at actual votes now. Mm. People have cast their votes in the tens of millions. We can look at that data and see where those votes are coming from, whether they're Democrats or Republicans. And we know that there during the early voting period, the Democrats opened up a pretty big lead, which was what everybody expected. But then every single day that has passed, the president has chipped away at that lead, and the Democrats have absolutely not hit the mark. Joe Biden has not gotten enough votes in the bank to overcome the gigantic wave of support that's going to come from President Trump's voters actually on Election Day. Well, what the Democrats are saying in response to that is that because... The early voting and the mail-in voting have been so uh, huge this year that there, there won't be as many votes left on Election Day, and, and Trump um, you know, will not have this, uh, this big surge, this red wave that they keep talking about. I think that entirely ignores the fact that one of the reasons the early voting and the uh, mail-in voting is uh, up so much this year is because a lot of new voters have come out. And in the early voting and the mail-in voting, those voters have uh, have closed the gap almost entirely on what is traditionally a big uh, a big Democrat turnout, and now they're going into election day in uh, in these battleground states like Florida, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, uh, with with the early voting and the mail-in voting very close. Donald Trump was behind by uh, double digits, I think uh, 15 points here in Florida going into Election Day in 2016, and he still won. So I, I don't want to say this thing is the in the bag. Everybody needs to go out and vote, and you need to take some friends with you to the polls too, make sure they're voting for Trump. But I, I think the writing is kind of on the wall now that if these trends hold up, once again, the pollsters are going to be proven wrong. They're going to have egg on their face. They're going to be exposed as just partisan um, hacks. And, uh, and Trump will be in there for another four years. You can kind of see uh, some, some telegraphing of this because the Democrats are already arguing about the Electoral College, saying, oh, the Electoral College is not fair. You've seen high-profile Dems already laying the ground to fall back on their, oh, it was the, the Electoral College that did us in. It's not fair. Well, it may not be fair in their point of view. I think it is fair. But there is no doubt that these are the rules that the election is currently played by. It doesn't make sense for Donald Trump to go to California and New York and spend his uh, time and campaign funds on those big states.
This uh, election is decided by the Electoral College. And for Pete Buttigieg and Ben Rhodes to be out there trying to uh, discredit the Electoral College is ridiculous. Buttigieg says every American who votes should have their vote counted. Well, they are. The person who gets the most votes should be president. Well, the Constitution doesn't say that, Pete. If that's how it worked, things would be much better. <laughs> so, uh, you know, would would you be making that argument in the last days of the campaign if you thought your candidate was going to win? No, they're already at work trying to discredit and delegitimize the Trump victory. I mean, these are so-called influencers, Ben Rhodes and Pete Buttigieg. And instead of, you know, trying to turn out the votes, they're already talking about the Electoral College again, just like Hillary Clinton did after her loss in 2016. You know, it, it reminds me of the same arguments they have for the Second Amendment. Uh, we we want to restrict guns. We want to confiscate semi-automatic rifles. Because we don't agree that uh, Americans have the right to keep and bear arms. Well, if you really believe that, and you really believe the Electoral College is wrong, the founders gave you a uh, an avenue to make that point. You have to write up an amendment and get it ratified. And sort of doing that, these people need to shut the hell up. Most of them have sometime in their lives taken oaths to uphold the Constitution from all enemies, foreign and domestic. And I would argue that they are enemies of the Constitution because they're constantly trying to uh, to minimize it and take it out of context and uh, and subvert and circumvent it. We're going to run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to take a look at a story that Alan Trotter sent me on the the Biden bus tour down in Texas. Stick with us. We'll be right back. No one likes to think about disasters or what could happen to you or your family if you find yourself in the middle of one. Look around you. Don't you wish that uh, maybe a few months ago you had gone to preparewithmojo50.com and picked up an emergency food supply? The reason is not that you're panicked. The reason is that you want to be ready for anything. Look what happened at the grocery stores in the last few weeks. There are others out there who tend to lose their minds when things aren't normal. You, however are smart. You know how to do things the right way. You know how to be prepared. You know how to take care of your family and it shows. I mean, you listen to Mojo 5.0. So go to preparewithmojo50.com. You will find a special deal for you as a Mojo listener on a food supply, an emergency food supply that will ensure that you have enough food for you and your family for months however long you decide you need the supply for. It really is a great deal and it's about being ready for anything. Preparewithmojo50.com. That's prepared Pair with Mojo50.com. You can go there today and you'll save $100 off a four-week emergency food supply. And you'll be prepared <laughs> when the Black Lives Matter and Antifa goons freak out after Donald Trump wins this election. So, you know, all throughout uh, this last summer, we have had 
uh, unrest and riots in cities across this nation, mostly in, uh, in the blue states and cities that will tolerate this nonsense. And one of the key features of these riots have been roadblocks where they, uh, they take to expressways and they keep people from getting, uh, going about their business and they assault people in their cars. They break their windows. They, uh, they, they slash their tires. They pull them out and, and beat them up on the streets. There's been damn little coverage of that. Uh, you've seen it on social media on, on the videos, but uh, there was no hue and cry from the mainstream media about how this was political terrorism, which exactly what it was. Well, now the Democrats have found a, an instance of um, of political expression on the roadways that they can really get behind condemning, and that is these Trump trains, these long convoys of Trump supporters, most of them blue-collar workers in their pickup trucks with uh, with flags flying, American flags and Trump 2020 flags flying. And uh, the New York Times this morning had a long story. I guess it was probably 2,000 words about how this was voter intimidation and this was wrong and something had to be done about it. And they were highlighting this case down in Texas where uh, a, a Joe Biden, Kamala Harris bus uh, was being shadowed by one of these Trump trains. They had this uh, this forlorn bus going down the expressway, and it was being followed by, I guess it's hundreds. You can't see it all in the camera shot, but it's scores, if not hundreds, of uh, these Trump supporters flying their flags. And they've decided that that is voter intimidation and something has to be done about it. And they're, they're hanging their hat on this incident in Texas where the, the Biden bus is headed for another one of these low energy, sparsely attended events. And, uh, it's been, uh, all, all around it. You see, uh, the Trump train escorting it to its next stop. Now they're not harassing it. They're not. Um, you know, trying to run it off the road or getting in front of it and slowing down or anything like that. They were simply just providing an escort. Well, there was an incident where the, the bus itself is sort of straddling, uh, two lanes and, uh, in behind it in the shoulder lane is one of the Trump trucks flying its flag. And in the uh, middle lane next to it was a, a small white SUV. So the, the bus, uh, decides it's not going to take up two lanes and it, it go, goes on to the, the lane closest to the shoulder where the Trump truck is uh, maintaining its lane. And the, the SUV, which is apparently driven by a Biden supporter tries to displace the truck. It looks like a Ford F two fifty, and basically, you know, drive it off the road onto the shoulder. Well, the SUV, the driver apparently understands a little bit more about physics than the little SUV driver, and he doesn't give way. And uh, and the SUV ends up um, running into the tires of of the uh, of the big Trump 
train truck. So they've they've decided that this this is an instance of political terrorism because the F, the the uh, the Trump truck wouldn't allow itself to be driven onto the shoulder of the road by the the little subcompact SUV. And they're all over Twitter calling for the FBI to investigate and get to the bottom of this. And, and lo and behold, the FBI office in San Antonio, Texas, announced that they are doing just that. They're going to investigate this. Now, you don't have to do a lot of investigation. You watch the videos right online and see exactly what happened. And in any case, the FBI hasn't investigated any of these, uh, these multiple multiple instances of actual assaults uh, being uh, committed at these roadblocks by Antifa and Black Lives Matter, but now they're on the case. And, you you know, maybe the FBI just doesn't have anything better to do. You know, they're looking for some way to get involved. And I guess there's just not enough Hunter Biden laptops out there for them to work on showing Hunter Biden laundering money from Russia and China and the Ukraine and other places. Maybe the FBI, you know, doesn't know what to make of these cell phone numbers of every member of the Obama Biden cabinet that was on his cell phone And that those contacts were provided by none other than Joe Biden's vice presidential executive assistant. This is a huge, huge story that they're once again trying to to cover up in the mainstream media. Hunter Biden is traveling all over the world, smoking crack and trying to peddle influence with his vice presidential father. And he's got the contact information of all of the cabinet members. Now, why would he, why would Hunter Biden need the contact information for the cabinet? Well, because Hunter Biden was in the business of selling influence. And if you've got a favor that you need in exchange for big bucks, half of which, according to the Biden emails to his daughter, went to Pops, then you would need to be able to pick up the phone and call some of these cabinet members and and have them do your bidding. General Flynn, who's been silent on Twitter for several years now, popped up over the weekend after this revelation and said, this is huge. This is, uh, this is information that foreign governments would love to have because if you have their number, then you, of course, then you can target it for surveillance and espionage. <laughs> the New York times and the Washington post are not interested. We don't, we don't care about that. That's just Russian disinformation. I got kind of off on a tangent there, but 
here's Trump at one of his his rallies talking about um, this Biden bus uh, escort in Texas. But uh, it is something. Do you see the way our people, they, you know, they were protecting his bus yesterday because they're nice. So his bus, they had hundreds of cars. Trump, Trump, Trump and the American flag. That's a, you see Trump and American flag. Do you ever notice when you see the other side? I don't even see much of the other side. You don't see any. They have no spirit. They have no enthusiasm. They have no nothing. But you know what? I don't see them. But whenever you see like a small group, because there's got to be small, because there's nobody around, nobody cares. But you see these groups, you never see an American flag. I always say, if you look at a group and you don't see the American flag, you know that's the opposition. You know? Well, that's not entirely fair, Mr. President. You do see some American flags at Biden voter events. They're usually being stomped on or walked on or burned or torn to shreds. And even if a uh, Trump supporter happens to wander into the area with an American flag, they'll try to take that American flag from him and throw it on the ground, beat up the guy who was carrying the flag. It's totally unfair. we got to run out to a break. When we come back, we'll take a closer look at Hunter's laptop and uh, catch up with Donald Trump on the campaign trail right after these messages on Right Now with Jim Dawes. Whether you have your own bathroom or you share one with your family, a little extra help keeping the bathroom sink, counter, and mirror clean goes a long way. And Viva paper towels are for the long haul. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. And they clean like cloth, helping you keep the surfaces in your bathroom dry and fingerprint and toothpaste free. For an exceptional bathroom clean, there's Viva Paper Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more. Still paying hundreds of dollars for prescription glasses? Let's change that. At Zenni.com, our factory direct model means no middlemen or outrageous markups. Just the same quality frames and lens options as the other guys for one-tenth the price. Zenni offers prescription glasses starting at $6.95, as well as affordable sunglasses, blue blockers, and more. The best part? Try any frame, anywhere, with our 3D virtual try-on. Visit zenny.com today and change the way you buy glasses forever. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. So the media is already reading the writing on the wall that Donald Trump is going to be reelected, and they're laying the groundwork to uh, to claim it was illegitimate that uh, you know the, the the vote the electoral college is unfair, and we ought to go by the popular vote, which would of course uh, make the country governed almost entirely by New York City and Los Angeles and Chicago, something that the nation would never consent to. But uh, another key aspect of their storyline, their narrative that they're putting together is uh, the Trump supporters were intimidating and suppressing the vote of the poor Biden supporters. And uh, the New York Times came out with this long, long piece today talking about the the car caravans and the 
the spontaneous rallies that uh, Trump supporters are having and uh, inciting this incident uh, that happened, I think, in New Jersey on the Turnpike where there were so many Trump supporters uh, that they created a traffic jam and they're accusing them of blocking the roadways. They do admit that there hasn't been any violence at any of these events and that nobody is uh, is brandishing firearms. But they say it's the violent rhetoric. And then they cite um, the Proud Boys. <laughs> the Proud Boys is their new boogeyman. There's just not enough uh, neo-Nazis and KKKs out there, but they've uh, they seized on this, this group, the Proud Boys, that they characterized as a white nationalist organization, despite the fact that the national president is a, a black Hispanic and that they are most, uh, you know, they're, they're a diverse group. And they point out all of the security precautions that are being taken in these blue states. And they, uh, they're, they're casting about with uh, charges of voter intimidation. They cite this incident that I talked about in Texas and, uh, you know, make out that uh, the FBI is investigating. So there must be something to it. Look at that. The FBI is investigating. Now, these same groups had very little to say, very, very little to say about the Black Lives Matter and Antifa riots have been going on. But this, uh, this story in the New York Times goes on and on and on. And in the very last two paragraphs, they talk about what's been going on out in the Pacific Northwest in Seattle and Portland where Antifa has turned the place into a, a, a dystopian wasteland. But they can't even get through that without blaming it equally on the Proud Boys who have showed up a couple of times and been assaulted. <laughs> yeah, they're already they're already laying the, the groundwork. So if you want to see what real uh, roadway voter intimidation and, and uh, terrorism sounds like, here's an old man that was caught on the streets out there He's not, you know, carrying, he doesn't have a Trump bumper sticker or flying any flags or anything like that. He's just an old white guy that uh, BLM with their roadblock. And these, and by the way, these are white BLM, Black Lives Matter uh, agitators, accost him and, uh, and start beating on his car and, uh, and dare him to try to move. Motherfucker, one more time. Watch what we do. You gotta, you gotta so hit, stop. You gotta hit this woman in the street. No, I'm calling the cops. Call the okay. fucking cops, nigga. The fuck. This is our streets. The fuck. Which way are we going? Oh, man, you <laughs> I mean, you can. Uh, that that's just one of hundreds and hundreds that you can find online. Media didn't have any concern about that. Here's a, a clip from New York City, New York City, of a, uh, a Black Lives Matter protester, another white Black Lives Matter protester, um, and 
what she has to say with po- police uh, to police officers who are trying to reopen the street. I hope all of your children get raped and killed. You're a fucking disgrace. <laughs> oh man, it's the Trump supporters that are engaged in intimidation. I got a clip here. This is uh, Newt Gingrich commenting on these uh, these Trump trains and pop-up rallies uh, he's on with Judge Janine. Country right now, fascinating experience. There are these spontaneous uh, parades and boat parades and organized get-togethers, not yes. done by the campaign. Just people who are so energized, they got to do something, so they're out there doing it every single day. Well, it is it is stunning. And uh, what's what's even more stunning is what was just trending. And that is there's a Biden bus and it's surrounded by pickup trucks uh, on a highway, all with Trump signs. I mean, it is ordinary Americans just taking this election uh, into their own hands. And (laughs) voter intimidation screams the left wing media. How dare you be out there following a Trump or a, a Biden bus? So the the newest revelation from Hunter Biden's laptops, he's, there's several of them floating around now, is, uh, you know, and the information on there is so voluminous that just almost every day there's a new revelation. They found a document that was emailed to Hunter Biden from Joe Biden's executive assistant while he was vice president with the cell phone numbers of all of the Obama-Biden cabinet. Now you got to put this in context. This is, uh, this is a guy that's running around the world shaking down foreign corporations and governments for payoffs for his influence-peddling operation. And he's got the, the, the cell phone numbers of the cabinet, the the people that the executive branch rely on to implement policy. Well, it's quite clear why he wanted that information. He wanted it for his influence peddling operation. You can't move the administration if you don't call up and say, well, my dad wanted me to call you and uh, could you do this and could you do that? And this thing is, uh, this thing is going to end up with egg all over the face of the mainstream media. Biden continues to say it's just a smear and John Brennan and, and Jim Clapper says this is Russian disinformation. There's no evidence of that whatsoever. And the media is claiming that, oh, we can't verify any of this because we're not trying. I'm going to play a clip here. This is Leslie Stahl when she had her 60 minutes interview of the president of the United States answering um, the president's uh, concerns of, well, why aren't you investigating the Biden laptop? You mentioned an important issue in the country. It's a very important issue to find out whether or not a man's corrupt who's running for president, who's accepted money from China and from Ukraine and from Russia. All these yeah, things I think that's have an important been investigated issue. and it's- All of these things have been investigated, she said. Who, who are they investigated? When were they investigated? 
Certainly the media and CBS News isn't investigating. It's incredible the way you can try and say this and sit there and look me in the eye and say it. He accepted money, his family, from Russia, from Ukraine, from China, and from other places. His brother, who didn't have experience, became a big builder in Iraq without experience. Take a look at what's going on, Leslie. And then you say that shouldn't be discussed. I'm saying... It's the biggest scandal out there, Leslie. And you think it's the biggest issue to campaign on? I think it's this, I think it's one of the biggest scandals I've ever seen, and you don't cover it. Because you want to talk about well, because it can't be verified. You want to talk I'm about insignificant you. things. It can't be verified. It can't be verified. I don't want to turn on the TV and see Tony Bobulinski. Bobulinski. I'm going to learn to pronounce that correctly one day. Bob Ulinski. He's on there saying that this was a shakedown operation and that uh, that part of the proceeds from this China deal were going to Joe Biden. Oh, he wasn't vice president at the time. Well, he was only a candidate for president. It can't be verified. Hunter's lawyer. Can I have my laptop, my client's laptop back? <laughs> oh, my God. Biden continues to say, well, this is just a smear. Listen to to uh, Brennan and Clapper. This was a, he, he got a real softball question from uh, one of the, the local media that they've been trying to, to cultivate. So what about the Americans who really today only want me to ask you about Hunter Biden's laptop? How are you going to get them to see that you are fighting for them when they're so dead set against you. There's nothing to any of that. Nothing to any of that. It's all a smear. Every major outfit, every serious investigator has pointed out that this is a smear. This is classic Trump. We have four days left, and all of a sudden there's a laptop. And you may recall there's also talk about four months before there was a similar thing that somebody had, allegedly. There's overwhelming evidence that from the intelligence community that the Russians are engaged. How's that for a a bald faced lie? Overwhelming evidence from the intelligence community that it's it's uh, just a smear. There's no evidence from the intelligence community, even in the letter that the spooks wrote. They said they had not seen the any evidence and they had not seen the laptops or the information from the laptops. You got uh, the the fourth estate in this country, the media that are purposely gaslighting the American people during a uh, presidential election that is uh, that they want a demonstrably corrupt politician elected as the leader of the free world. Steve Cortez, I think, is the most effective spokesperson for the campaign here he is uh shedding a little truth on this notion that this is a uh, russian disinformation 
crisis of journalism uh, in this country and, and largely within the legacy platforms. No journalism, I would in fact say. And we need a healthy fourth estate in this country for our republic to operate properly. So it's bigger than even just this campaign, as, as damning as their behavior is recently. There is a willful uh, decision by folks like Maggie Haberman. And look, I think we need to name names. Um, and all of these folks out there, th- there's a willful decision to pretend, to literally pretend that this is somehow Russian disinformation. The laptop did not come from Russia. The laptop is from hell. That's what I know you call it. That's what we're calling it here. Uh, the hard drive from hell or the laptop from hell. Uh, but the laptop is legitimate. Remember this. No one on Team Biden, not Joe, not Hunter, nor any operatives, have ever disputed the authenticity of these emails. That's critical. So uh, that's a canard. It's a ridiculous diversion to pretend that they're not authentic. They clearly are. The question that really needs to be asked of Joe Biden, and I think we're going to have to rely on a local reporter somewhere to do this because it would be the only opportunity between now and Election Day for Joe to face this scrutiny. Somebody needs to ask him, I believe, just the simple question, are you the big guy? Okay, he will surely deny it. And the follow-up then has to be, well, then who is? (laughs) Joe's the big guy. You know, the way this is going to play out, no matter who wins this election, is there's going to have to be a special prosecutor get to the bottom of this and just how implicated Joe Biden is in this shakedown operation that his son and his brother had put together. And so I expect it'll happen right after the election. They'll demand a special prosecutor. I hope uh, they load it up with all Republicans to, uh, to get to the bottom of this, because if I, if, if Joe Biden was actually engaged in a, a, a protection racket, out of the vice president's office. He's engaged in espionage. He's engaged in uh, influence peddling and bribery. And I don't think there's any doubt that the reason he had that prosecutor in the Ukraine fired is because Burisma had Hunter Biden on the payroll and that's what they wanted. That All you have to do is look at the emails on the laptops. They say that he was brought in in order to uh, to make these prosecutions go away. And lo and behold, you got Joe Biden on tape bragging that he did just that. So uh, I guess it was on Saturday, the New York Times ran a, another one of these long, long articles talking about Donald Trump, uh, his presidency was defined by being dishonest, and the voters don't want to vote for this level of dishonesty. So wrap your mind around that. The New York Times calling the president of the United States dishonest, the same New York Times that spent three years printing lie after lie after lie, beating the, the flogging this Russia hoax story, the same New York Times that was helping forward this this fine people, very fine people lie. Same New York Times that uh, smeared the Covington Catholic schoolboys on their pages that, that pr- promoted this suckers and losers hoax that was put out originally by the Atlantic. The same New York Times that published this uh, this op-ed from Anonymous and said he was a senior Trump administration official when, in fact, at the time he was a, a lowly advisor down in the bowels of the Homeland Security bureaucracy. <laughs> They're calling Donald Trump dishonest. 
and now they're they they, they also put together a, the, i tell you what if you want to descent into a alternate reality that the that the media tries to spin up and uh displace actual truth you can look at the new york times they sort of set the narrative for the uh, mainstream media they also had an article saying that um uh, there's no there's no october surprise here no october surprise nothing's going to be able to help donald trump and and i kind of read that as a gloating that they had been able to suppress the story of hunter biden's laptop but uh you know they're i you know i think they know that the president reads and they were you know trying to say na 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 we we didn't allow you to uh, to bring this forward. They continue to claim that the reason Donald Trump won in 2016 is because of Hillary Clinton's emails. People were turned off by Hillary Clinton's emails. The truth of the matter is there wasn't much in those emails that everybody didn't already know. Hillary's emails weren't actually part of the WikiLeaks document dump. Those were... DNC emails and uh, and John Podesta's emails, and now they're bragging that uh, we're not going to let that happen again. We're going to run out to a break. Let's uh, come back and take a look at some Trump rallies and contrast it with what goes on at a Biden rally. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Let me tell you about a new company with values that you can really get behind. Patriot Energy is a new veteran-owned company doing solar the right way. Take advantage of government incentives and and cut your electric bill by 30 to 40% while buying your own system with no money down. Support a veteran-owned company, help the environment, and save money. Go to PatriotEnergyAZ.org slash Mojo50 for an estimate. You have choices when it comes to energy. Let Patriot Energy help you make the right choice for you. PatriotEnergyAZ.org slash Mojo50. So I want to thank Pat and Doug over at Real Food, Real People that had me on the show over the weekend uh, talking about my my uh, firehouse cooking experience over the years. Uh, at least that was the reason they brought me on the conversation uh took a lot of twists and turns uh, you, you might want to listen to it it was a fun time with pat and doug so donald trump has has been in 14 cities with i can't, i've lost count of how many rallies he's actually doing three or four rallies a day and sometimes they decide well we've got some time left and we're, we're going to put together another one here's a um Here's a report from uh, from Fox News detailing where he was was at. Travis City, Kenosha, Dubuque, Butler, Pennsylvania, Hickory, North Carolina, Rome, Georgia, Washington, Michigan, Washington, Michigan, Grand Rapids, Scranton, Motorsville, Reading, Bucks County, Fayetteville, Miami. It's quite a list. Being the person hitting all of those cities in just a matter of 72 hours, Trump has a grueling few days ahead of him, 14 rallies in three days leading up to Election Day. The president even teasing he might travel on Election Day. I hope he does travel on Election Day. I hope he uh, continues 
to uh to you know put together uh some rallies after election day this uh this really illustrates the the stark difference between the energy level between Trump and Biden but even more so it 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 illustrates the executive um expertise you know putting together these rallies is is no small feat and one of the things Trump has done is put together large screens, giant screens at all of these rallies. So he can show for the attendees, all of Joe Biden's lies where he said one thing during the primary. And now he's saying, didn't say that and didn't mean it. And that, that that's not true anyway. And he held a, a, a rally beginning at midnight in Miami where he is actually beating Joe Biden in the early vote. Man, if a Democrat doesn't carry a big margin out of Miami, there's no way that they are going to win the the state of Florida. But the problem is Joe Biden has allowed himself to be identified with the Democrat socialists by letting Bernie Sanders write his policies, this 110-page manifesto that the campaign has put together and talking about putting AOC in charge of the country's energy when she is a self-identified Democrat socialist. Here's a song, uh, uh, just a clip of a song uh, put together by some um, some Cuban-American supporters uh, for the president that they, uh, they were playing at last night's rally. So it's not news that, you know, Cubans support Trump, but the Democrats were kind of hanging their hat on the, the influx of Puerto Ricans in the aftermath of that big hurricane uh, that were going to pull them over the line. The problem is those uh, those Puerto Ricans that moved up here to the I-4 quarter in Florida are self-sufficient people that are up here trying to take advantage of the opportunities in Florida those people don't want the United States to become another basket case like the country that they had to flee from under under the Democrat rule. As a matter of fact, after the hurricane, the uh, the Puerto Ricans voted out the Democrat governor of the island and put and, and installed a, a Republican. And they're not breaking for uh, for Joe Biden either. <laughs> Here's uh here's what it sounded like on one of those big screens that I mentioned that Donald Trump is putting up uh to entertain the masses that are turning out for his rallies. Been on the floor of the Senate. You were in the Senate for a few years, yeah. Time and time again talking about the necessity with pride about cutting social security, cutting Medicare, cutting veterans programs. No. You never said that. No. I-, I never said that. Says Joe Biden, that's his go-to line. He, it, it, confronted with his own words, he just denies it ever happened. You never said that? No. When I argued that we should freeze federal spending, I meant Social Security as well. I meant Medicare and Medicaid. I meant veterans. I meant every single solitary thing in the government. Look, here's the deal. Honest, God, why don't you just tell the truth here? We all make I, mistakes. I, I am telling the truth. And I'm not... <laughs> 
I don't know who came up with that big screen idea, but that was brilliant. Brilliant. So the new line coming out of the Democrats now are these, uh, these Trump rallies are super spreader events. He's trying to kill the country. Well, if you look out in the crowd, you can see that these are all uh, younger, healthier voters that are showing up. You don't see hardly any elderly people there. And uh, it, is it a risk of carrying, uh, uh, spreading the virus? I guess. But the survival of the country, I mean, this is literally a historic choice of whether or not we're going to be true to our founding and support free enterprise and freedom of speech and the Second Amendment and all of these others. So people are perfectly willing to assume that risk. I think the risk was far greater of actually driving to the rally than attending the rally. We know now that 99.9 something percent of people who who uh, catch this virus, you know, will do just fine. Cases don't actually equal uh, anybody getting sick. But I got to say something here. Uh, I'm I'm kind of worried at some point once it sets in with the Democrats that they are going to lose another election, that the president's life is going to be in real danger. And, uh, you know, these, uh, these pop-up rallies and everything that he is uh, putting together, I, I surely hope that the security measures and uh, let's pray for the uh, Secret Service to be able to continue to be successful in protecting the president. So Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, the uh, the young man who defended himself in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and ended up having to kill um, two attackers and badly wound one other, has now been extradited from his home in Illinois uh, over to Wisconsin. And there's really no other way to look at this other than Kyle Rittenhouse is a political prisoner. He is a political prisoner. He is a, the, the target of a Democrat prosecutor that's ignoring all of the evidence in order to try to continue to prosecute this young man. He was engaged in legitimate self-defense, and that self-defense is on video. Anybody can look at that and see that Kyle Rittenhouse was being attacked violently by people trying to take his weapon away and that he was had every reason to believe now that we have seen all of this black lives matter antifa violence he was very reasonably uh in fear for his uh his 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 uh survival he was in danger of death or serious bodily injury as the uh the legitimate um use of self-defense requires Kyle Rittenhouse didn't shoot anybody who wasn't engaged in violently attacking him at the time and trying to take his weapon. If you've got a weapon and you let a violent attacker take that from you, then then you are in, in grave danger. But his self-defense is on video, and yet they're pursuing this prosecution against him, and I guess maybe they're just overcharging him, hoping to that he'll plead to some some lesser charge and they can claim victory over um, you know someone who was engaged in legitimate self-defense well that takes us to the end of this edition of right now I want to thank you for joining us I hope you'll come back here tomorrow and that'll be election day right here on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 radio network 
takip edin. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Need an extra hand with dinner? Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot, and Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology will fill it with the perfect amount of water. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to discover more.